everybody! Welcome to the High on Soccer podcast with your hosts, myself, Dylan Monroy, Matabaza. What's up, everyone? And Jorge Martinez. What to do? And we are your High on Soccer team. We are your team for our community. And today we're going to talk about our favorite players to watch on YouTube or videos in general. But there's a rule. The rule is this player cannot currently be playing. So that's a lot to think about, guys. We're going retro as Jorge sports a R9 Barca jersey and I a Juve Del Piero jersey because we like those kind of retro players. It's kind of fun. Like to it's cool. Throw it back. We're going to throw it back. And we're going to throw it back to the smoothest voice probably on this podcast. And that is Jorge Martinez. <laughs> Ooh, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> all right, all right. So, my. You said two favorite players, right? Yes, my friend. Talk about your two favorite players on YouTube or, you know, videos that you like to watch. Hmm. And you said not currently playing? Not currently playing. Oh, man. I ch- so I don't say Messi. Don't say Ronaldo. You can't even say Ibra, even if you wanted to. And he's actually someone that I would look him up uh, a lot. But right now, I would have to say... Um, Bro, I like looking on. at... Uh, old, well, obviously, R9. <laughs> yeah, man. I was going to say... I, I was going to say, like, bro, How could I not? I mean, you're literally wearing an yeah, R9 Barca kit. I'm, I'm wearing his... Uh, his uh, What is it? The one season that he played at Barcelona? How many seasons did he play there? He played two seasons. Two and seasons. his first season, I think he won the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm wearing the, the R9 cap jersey right now. And, yeah, of course. I mean, the other day, I think we, um, we spent some time watching R9 videos at, at my place, too, just because... It, it was he was phenomenal you know his his strength his his power his his technical ability and then it's even crazier when you you think about the two key factors either you you uh, you factor in his age that he's doing it or you factor in that he's already had you know one or two surgeries after those uh, those highlights so it's just like wow this man's doing this like after he had his ACL you know reconstructed what the fuck that's insane you know I look at some of those things and even if I if I never had gone through the same I don't know if I would be able to pull those off because my knee would just not stay in place you know <laughs> like this guy is it, well Jorge it, it didn't your insane. knee and didn't you have one of those kind of knee yeah. issues yeah, so I, I did. I did. I also tear my ACL uh, um, a long time ago uh, when I was 16. Now everything's cool. Everything's kosher with it. You know, it, everything's peachy. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of rough. I look some of the, like some of that stuff that he's doing. And I'm just like, oh man, just knowing what his knee has been through, and I know he's been through way more than mine. I'm just like, wow, that's insane. That that guy, what a legend. The age that he's doing it in, uh, at the also the teams that he did it with. Um, if you want to talk about like you know just like a feeder club that he went to in the beginning, uh, PSV. But keep in mind that in the in the 90s and early or the late 80s or 80s and the 90s, Holland's uh, teams like Ajax and PSV weren't small teams. They were they were bigger teams, especially Ajax. So they, it wasn't just any team back then. They won Champions League. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So him coming in, um, you know, doing it there, then going to Barca, then Madrid, and then also, you know, just kicking it about in uh, in um, 
and what's called in in Italy. So I thought that that was insane. Dude, yeah, this guy R nine is he the most savage player? Like not from a dribbling perspective because he is up there. But I'm talking about this guy didn't have any loyalty, man. Oh man, that guy. Ooh, that's true. He he played for Barca, two rivals. Madrid, uh-huh. Inter, then Milan. Like, because I think he just uh, as as far as R9, he's the player that got me into soccer. But I wouldn't choose him as uh, the the favorite one to watch. But st- sticking with him specifically, uh, I think R9. What. Uh, what really makes you know makes him special is the fact that he had all those injuries, yeah. but still managed to always make uh-huh. it back on the field. But as far as uh, changing loyalty, I believe that timing had a lot to do with it because he pl- he changed many teams right before soccer took its course of serious professionalism, where players were signing like serious club contracts. That's and, you know, true, yeah. even, I uh, see what you're saying. I think Luis Figo did it at that time as yeah, well. For Luis Figo, and yeah. it was like more likely to happen at that time because soccer changed after 2004. And that's when contracts started getting a little bit more serious and players started, you know, not doing that as much I, anymore. I the internet, big, boys. I, yeah, I think a big part of what I was gonna say, a big part of that is, is social media. Uh, and in the presence of the internet because now if a player like back then like you'd be they were booed and stuff right I mean they threw a pig's head at Figo it wasn't like people were not voicing their opinions right but now the another thing with that uh, uh, and I'll just to say this briefly just because this is going off topic but that we have the presence of social media and the internet so now people these players they get instant reactions to just rumors you know I mean even even Ronaldo said something on, on Instagram where he was basically just said everyone shut the fuck up I'm here to work yeah. which which yeah. which I mean we can always get back to that because I saw that Instagram post and uh, if, if his point was you know if he was trying to make things like clear for us I mean uh-huh. I did not see the word Juve there once I did not see the, the word my team there once so it's not like he didn't make anything clear he just made me more confused if anything with that I post. guess so but what I'm trying to say is, is you know in relation to, to what we're talking about or what I'm talking about over here is that he the you have a lot of rumors and stuff so players see that so maybe they'll be like oh you know what uh you know this is the fans reaction with me being linked to this team and no one is happy like oh you know they're gonna cut my head you know they're gonna have my head but then you do also have players like EYM who just doesn't give a shit well look man also the options in CR7's case on Uh Juve healing is there for a year left he knows that he doesn't he care. Well just write it out. He's just writing it out. He doesn't need to tell Juve that he loves uh-huh. them because realistically, he doesn't. He's going to leave them next year and he won't even think twice about it. Mm-hmm. But I want to get back to our favorite players to watch. So, Mont, you said that R9 isn't the guy that you would watch mm, yeah. watching who's, YouTube who's, videos. Who's Jorge's second guy, though? Jorge's second guy? Yeah. Well, you're right, Jorge. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jorge. Damn, Dude, uh, it's because that R9 jersey, I was like, damn, it's sexy. But uh-huh. Ahmad caused controversy by saying R9 uh-huh. wasn't the best to watch. <laughs> so I was like, oh, shit. Anyway, Jorge, who's well, your second guy? I'm going to... This is tough because I have... I'm, like, thinking of, like, three players here. Uh... I'll just say them. <laughs> knowing, knowing Jorge, I, I, Chelsea I know, player. I know one player that, that will be at the top of his head, but he played midfield for Barcelona. Oh, no, I have, I have different, uh, different okay. players in mind. I actually have a Lampard. Um, Lampard. I have, oh, uh, for those who don't know, 
Jorge Martinez is a Chelsea fan. Yeah, I have uh, have Lampard, Henri, and then Drogba. Those were the the three players that I was thinking of. I think I have an idea who you're thinking of, too. Um, But those three players, uh, for different reasons, I guess. Lampard, because I just like midfielders, so I won't won't go too into to depth with that but um and then Drogba because like I mean Drogba but if I had Club to say Legends. like who's like you know probably even more exciting to watch over Drogba like YouTube highlights I, I would say Henri uh just because he was just dude so silky I guess the best way I can put it Henri's highlights like they're just so silky like I just think all I think about Henri when I think of Henri is him receiving the ball in the air and turning or something and for anybody like that, who you know? doesn't know uh soccer and is just new to this world Chelsea is the rival to Arsenal where Terry Henry made his name yeah. so for Jorge to say something like that and Arsenal's name and Arsenal's mm-hmm. name especially now is getting mad respect to his ability of Terry Henry I, I what he brought to the table Henry just made it look so like effortless like he was just so so silky and just that's the only the best way I can put it is silky just cause like everything was so smooth like it was like butter, you know? Like, he has a butter knife and just... Shh, shh, just just cutting it up. Just slicing, or he slicing, might be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, but... But yeah, that, that's the player that I definitely like, you know, and watch his highlights on YouTube. Um, just plus also during the, the era that Henri, you know, played in. Just the... Some classy jerseys, I'll admit. Uh, Arsenal has had some, some nice jerseys in the past, and then the cleats at that time were pretty cool, too. But yeah, Henri has got to be one of the, my, my guy. All right, Amon. So now that it is your turn, who do you think are your or are your favorite players to watch? Okay, so first player would have to be Ronaldinho. Oh, Ronaldinho was uh, my favorite player to watch. I don't ever recall watching a player's practices videos on YouTube until the day I met Ronaldinho. Uh, you remember those Jogo Bonito commercials when he hits the post like six times trying out those Ooh, with Nike the shoes? Beautiful tiempos. That video will oh, never leave my yeah. mind. I had a pair. Yeah, yeah. I, I, had, I had a pair of those too, man. They're I loved weird, it. but awesome because Ronaldinho. I had some too. Yeah, the golden, the, the black ones and the gold and the white ones. I had the black ones. Which one did you guys have? I had the white ones. The white I ones? had. Yeah. A, I had one of his uh, his newer ones, the ones that he the actually Dois? wore. The, the Dios. Yeah, the ones the he wore in Milan. So Ronaldinho, I think. I would say he's probably the only player, or the best player, not the only player, the best player that was able to combine skills on the field that actually gave enjoyment to the fans, but also managed to get results as yeah, well. Yeah, none of his shit was like for looks. For no reason. No reason. Yeah, Everything I mean, was yeah. had a purpose. Yeah. Whether, play, whether it was oh, free yeah. kicks, his free kicks were amazing. Uh, he, he could, a lot of double kicks, a lot of bicycle kicks. A lot of uh, cobras, a lot of, you know, he would do moves. I mean, sometimes he would do stuff that was a little bit unnecessary. Oh, yeah, maybe. But, like, it would still be a pass. More often than not, yeah, like, he wasn't taking the he piss. He could do a no-look pass, yeah. but then the pass would get there. <laughs> yeah. So, he'd be like, you're just taking the piss. And then you look up, and then it's, no, 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 that, that, yeah. that ball I don't know if you guys this. remember his no-look passes, but he was, like, notorious for that. I mean, he, he would just look on the right, Ronaldinho. he would pass Bobby on the Firmino left. Who? Yeah. Ronaldinho looked... Every time he played, looked like he was having fun, and yeah, it seemed like it wasn't work to him. And it seemed like, it, no, for me, his thought was, "Fuck it, 
and it worked out every single time almost. Yeah, he he. I'd say he's the player that kind of. I'd say he gave. He started the spark of the modern Barcelona that we're seeing today. You know, right now we're seeing maybe the end of the dynasty. We'll have to see how this season goes. But as far as Ronaldinho, ever since 2005, 2006, since he signed from PSG, he. Isn't that weird, actually? Isn't that crazy how, like, in 2005, Barcelona signed the best player from PSG to make him a star at oh. Barcelona and to make the club, and now That's PSG, yeah. they're buying the star of Barcelona yeah, it's like to a, make Paris. It's, it's come full circle. It's so crazy. Normal. <laughs> and it's literally, it's been, it was, and it's the same player, too. And yeah. it started yeah. with Ronaldinho started and then gave the torch to Messi. Yeah, and it's now, like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, he literally is. Yeah, so, so, so Ronaldinho, he's, you know, he's actually, you know, like I said, my favorite player to watch that's not currently playing. I've actually had the... Uh, chance to go see him in, in uh, Tijuana oh, yeah. with Dylan. So that was a game where I yeah. saw him play and he scored when he played for Cuertra. We uh, saw him play for Querétaro. Oh, Querétaro. To the Cholos, yeah. We went down to, to Tijuana, which is two hours from us up, up here near near outside LA. Yeah. And um, we, we had some tacos. We had some tacos. No. Yeah. It was like a cultural experience for yeah. Ahmad. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. really funny. Because I crossed into a completely different country, didn't speak the language. Tijuana is a little bit trashy, to say the least. Yeah. And then. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe we're, we're on the same like land. But we saw Querétaro and Ronaldinho score a header on Cholos. Uh, Man, that's and we awesome. saw him celebrate that's so that was cool. super cool yeah that's so sweet. that was that was honestly cool I have a video of that and then we also I think maybe even a couple months later we, we saw him in Los Angeles as well we saw him in Los Angeles. We waited in the whole line at the hotel. Oh at my the gosh! Hotel. Yeah. And then I saw. And then I think I, miss, I saw you. You were in line, and you were like, "Dude, what are you doing here?" I'm like, "You think I'm? You think I'm not gonna come here?" Yeah. I was trying to get a signature. No, but. no. I, I pulled up oh. a selfie because because I went like this because you know the line was huge, bro. I didn't want to yeah. wait three hours. I and then I pulled up my phone, and he was like behind me. So I, I actually got a, a far selfie with him, but. Again, so to you know, to get back to the point, I think he's the the first one for me. And then if we're gonna choose the second one, we're talking on a world level now. I'm not gonna mention players from outside of the you know European South American continent. So well, for you, bro, we'll it's stick, who do you we'll, like to watch? Uh, okay, so so I'm gonna stick with like the second player on, on the world level, and then I'll choose the third player that I actually. That's okay. Would Jorge like. chose three players yeah. as the second know, player. Yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna so so I'm gonna go with honest. Adriano for number two. Yeah. Ooh, okay, okay, that's because a good one. Adriano, I think, okay, yeah, Ronaldo, he was, you know, he brought more championships and mm. he was more effective, but Adriano was more fun to watch. Adriano would score from very hard angles. And Dude, and the shot power. The Holy shot power. Shit. He was, uh, I think he would shoot with yeah. both feet too. Yeah, he was, dude, he was both, yeah, he was headers. five star, five star, as they he say. Had, I'd say he had the same physical ability as, as Ronaldo, because I think their bodies are very similar. I actually think maybe Adriano might even have a stronger body. I think but so. But I think uh, Ronaldo might have been a little bit, like, he had better agility. He was better, like yeah, that. he had better balance, right. you know. And they, what they both have in common is they both didn't really take care of their bodies enough to a point where mm -hmm. we can see the best of them. But well, Adriano had I, a lot of other yeah, issues, like Ronaldo, too. Ronaldo, he would you know just fake fake you to the left and then he'd go right and then he'd put the ball in the net but he would like he was very simple mm -hmm. he wasn't very uh, flashy when it comes to yeah, he you know wasn't the way the he top. would finish or like he wouldn't take shots from outside of the 18 and and score them you know he didn't have the same power that adriano has so adriano for me 
even if we are judging him only based off of a couple seasons, I know he didn't have a good long-term career due to his dad uh, passing away and other circumstances. But I think he would be my second player. And oh, then if yeah, we're gonna course, yeah. if we're gonna you know talk about yeah, just a couple more players very quickly, I'd say Iniesta would be my favorite guy in mm-hmm. midfield. I'd say Oliver Kahn was my favorite goalkeeper to watch. Uh, and then if we're gonna talk about pl- a player that I personally personally like, uh, I'm gonna yeah, have to go with the player that I actually think he was underrated. He's from Egypt. His name is Mohamed Abutreka. He played for Al-Ahli. Al-Ahli has the most championships in the world. It's the biggest club in Africa. Why I think Mohamed Abutreka was special is because he scored the most important goals for Al-Ahli. He took Al-Ahli to the uh, semi-final of the World of the a club World Cup a mm-hmm. couple of times. I think he even played against America and he scored oh, a couple goals against cool. them. So he played really good on a world level. He always should have went to Europe, but also with the Egyptian national team. Egypt from two, from the year 2009 until the year maybe... Actually, Egypt won like maybe three consecutive African Cups or four consecutive mm-hmm. African Cups, but they didn't make it to the World Cup. Okay. And Mohamed Abutreka was there every single time. He was the orchestrator in the midfield. And if you ask anyone in Egypt about Mohamed Abutreka, they'll tell you that he's the guy. But it's not only what he did inside the field it was also his personality and what he did outside the field because what he did outside of the field as far as like if you guys remember the famous match in uh, Egypt when 78 people actually died when the electricity went off oh, in the wow. stadium and they attacked each I other never, I didn't read that yeah actually. the player actually changed his number to 78 and you know he had his own issues with the government about it and he you oh. know it forced him to actually leaving his own country so a guy that did so much for his country and did so much for the club of Al-Ahli he, he would be my favorite guy. And and one other cool news, the, uh, the guy actually lives in Qatar now. He works for BN Sports as a media person. He will be the person that kicks off the opening day in the World Cup. So wow. if you don't know who this guy is, you'll see him on the opening day in uh, 2022. And that's tell, that's tell everybody in our community, what's his name again? So we can all look kind of... Uh, his look name is uh, Mohamed Abutreka. He's known all over the Arab world as... Uh, they call him the Prince of Hearts. That's his nickname because... He, everyone just loves him. Everyone just loves him on the field and outside of the field. And I think he was the role model. Even uh, actually, uh, an, uh, another cool fact: Mohammed Salah is actually great friends with him, even though he is exiled out of Egypt and all that. But they still have a great relationship. Oh, Anytime there's cool. a game in the Premier League, Mohammed Abutreka is always he. He either gives him credit or he criticizes the hell out of him if he does bad. Uh-huh. So, you know, I think I think he's the role model, and I think uh, when it comes to the Arab world, I'd say that he's the he's the example. He's the player that I'd still watch his old games and watch what he used to do on the field. So check him out, guys. Check him out. And uh, now it's my turn. And I'm thinking Serie A, Serie A vibes. Serie A vibes. Period. Because this week is the start of the season for them. And I'm also wearing a Juve Del Piero shirt. But I'll get to him next. I want to talk about one guy that, for whatever reason, I really got into when I first got mm-hmm. into soccer. And that's Kaka. Okay, like, I don't know what it was about him. Maybe it was this whole, like, good guy vibes. Like, I don't know. He was a good... I don't know. He just gave that vibe like he's Jesus' son or something, right? I don't know. He put that shirt on one time. Well, he's very very religious. Yeah, he's extremely religious. religious, And um, I remember him specifically in the semifinals right before the... uh, I can't remember the exact year, maybe 2004 or 5 where he beat Manchester United on a great goal 
and he used his head to hit the ball through two guys that were coming in for a tackle, and he went around them, and then he scored. Man. That goal, to me, was like, whoa, who the hell is this guy? I actually own that jersey, the white AC Milan jersey uh, from that game. That he, They also wore that in the final that they won against Liverpool. So that was also cool because... Everyone's yeah. favorite comebacks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, Kaká was just that player for me. It was just his his way of dribbling, his speed, his pace, his knowledge. Like he was also another player that when you looked at him play, he he looked like he was enjoying himself. Yeah, he no, looked he like he was having fun. And we talked about what three Brazilian players already. Yeah, I just noticed that. And now we're talking about a fourth and. To me, that was the best Brazilian generation that I can think of, like the 2000s area. Oh yeah, I mean, but, any any of those players on yeah. YouTube, to be quite honest, like I don't even Ronaldinho didn't even like pop into my head because I was like Ronaldinho's just like I don't even know I don't even know why I didn't even think about that, you know. But he's just a, an amazing player, and and that like you mentioned, Dylan, like that whole like generation there mm-hmm. was just insane, just an insane amount of talent coming out from there. Because before Messi, people always used to argue who better Ronaldinho or uh-huh. Cristiano Ronaldo yeah that's there true. was a good two years well, when that, that was yeah, the argument because this was the, that like Joga Bonito we're, like we're talking about you two right Joga Bonito yeah. when you think of Joga Bonito I don't know about you guys but I, I think of I think Brazil. about those Brazilian Brazil. guys and then I yeah. remember I remember a young Slatan with a buzzed head and a young Ronaldo too who had just arrived or maybe yeah just arrived at United as well mm-hmm. those were like the main guys of Joga Bonito uh, and then I think of that that one commercial. Did you guys ever watch that one? In that the one commercial. Locker room. Yeah. Oh, dude, the commercials were <laughs> yeah. lit before like 2000 to 2010. I thought were the peak oh, commercials, man. like peak There's soccer Samba. commercials. Uh, dude, dude, I love that song, Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, yeah, Samba, right? Yeah, that was like one of my, my all-time uh, favorite. Uh-huh. I, bro, I had like even before iPods came up. I had like an nice. MP3 player with that song. Uh-huh. That's that's how much I used to like Ronaldinho, and mm-hmm. even that Brazilian team, I used to watch it because of Ronaldinho. Heck yeah! Uh, I think well, yeah, well, I mentioned I it on really a previous have... on a previous episode that the reason I got into to soccer or uh, is because of Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho is the reason why I got into this game. Like he just changed my life. Like, yeah. What an amazing player. Yeah, and Ronaldinho really influenced so much because. But all those Brazilian guys, like Kaká, like for me was that guy, and, uh-huh. and everyone has their one favorite. Everyone Brazilian. had that thing, and it just sucks that all the Brazilians we've talked about, they didn't amount to what they could have because of injuries or lack yeah. of. But Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho, also when you think about him, you also have to give him credit because a lot of players were getting more credit based off of their appearance, their physical appearance, than they were getting credit off of their playing style. So, like for That's example, true. David Beckham, at at that same time was getting a right. lot more credit based off of, you know, that people, girls liked seeing. Well, right? I'll admit, Beckham was, was a baller, but with that being said, I do agree with you that passes. that maybe, yeah, that, you know, he had, there was something about his appearance. Well, I'll just tangent off that. He had, he had good free kicks. I want to tangent had, off that real quick because I don't think it's Beckham's fault that they yeah, made him what he is. Yeah, it's not his fault, though. Because right, you said it earlier. 2004 is when soccer started becoming a real business. Yeah. And they realized, holy shit. We can sell. Chicks love David Beckham? Sex Even guys like Dylan, David Beckham? Holy shit. 
and they made him a superstar. I mean, yeah, I had his haircut too, but like, listen. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't about his swing stuff. Exactly. I just like because of his Exactly. Because it was cool, you know? Yeah, his haircut was sick. 2000, 2010. Uh, it's like he had nothing. That's like, honestly, Ronaldo, like Ronaldinho. Not he wasn't like a guy. He, yeah, like, I, don't, I, I didn't really want to say it, but he was, <laughs> like, yeah, he wasn't really. But his playing, man. Oh his my playing God. made him, like, you know, I mean. Yeah, his playing is it's crazy. They were good, and I love those players that we're talking about. 2000, 2010. Those guys are amazing. And another guy I want to talk about, just because I happen to be wearing his jersey, and Ahmad and I went to his restaurant, which I hope to return to again because I need to get this jersey signed. That is Alessandro Del Piero. Yes. Del Piero. Recently. I started watching his videos. I wasn't like that into him, you know, before, but I started watching his YouTube highlights and all that stuff. And he was really good with the ball, good at dribbling, scored a lot of goals for Juve. Was a dedicated player. Like he never left. Yeah, like, he was very loyal for to his Juve. Prime. Extremely loyal to Juve. Like, I just think uh, he's one of those stars that you hear about, icons that you hear about, but you don't. He doesn't get a lot of talk about him you know he didn't win the champions league uh so i understand why he doesn't get talked to with the ronaldos the the messies but he the, won a world cup nice. he did win a world cup <laughs> but he was on the bench for that final mm-hmm. uh. that is the only reason but i think he's a great player done a lot of good dribbling and you know I want to return to his restaurant in LA. He sells the best Italian food, like legit. Ooh. I think it's like as close as you can get to real Italy. Ahmad can attest to this. I agree. Yeah, I <laughs> it as well, man. That's bomb. And I want to return just to get my jersey signed and have it in uh in our studio eventually. And so other reasons. That's the reason I really love Alessandro De Piero now. Really. <laughs> if you're hearing this. Please sign our jersey. I will never sell it. Anyway, I just want to add another player that uh, I recently ordered a jersey for that is a player who I really love but wasn't on my team, which was Manchester United. That's Fernando Torres. Oh. Fernando Torres, again, when I started falling in love with soccer... Like, Ahmad not agreeing. Ahmad's not agreeing. But 2006 to... to 2010, he was part of Torres. that. I know what you're talking about, bro. He's part of that EPL era. I know Hell exactly yeah. what you're talking about. He's amazing. And the I had, 08, yeah. 09 season. Bro, oh. that blonde, long hair. Like, yeah, he was a pretty boy, but you were like, holy shit, this guy's a killer. Yeah, lethal. Lethal, man. And it just sucks that, that he also got injured a lot mm-hmm. and didn't amount to what he was expected to but he did win a lot of titles yeah he won a lot of titles he was he played for a lot of important teams I think a lot um, what carried him into like all these great teams after uh, his injury was simply the fact of what he his uh, his previous potential or what he was known to do for because he wasn't producing the same anymore when he was at Chelsea but he was still there you know when he was at he went from from Chelsea he didn't go to a small small team he went to Atletico and then after that that's when he you know went into uh to Japan and everything, but this we're talking about like when he's like thirty four, right? Right. He's already right. older, so a lot of what carried, I think, was his his name carried him. Not in so much his playing, his, his playing anymore because he wasn't producing, but a lot of his name carried him. His That's name just how carried crazy. him, and he is That's what how good he was. Right. He is what Morata mm-hmm. or he's what Morata should have been. Yeah. Yeah. Like as far as the finisher in Fernando Torres type. What about Pato? Pato. Pato, Ooh. another player. Because because I think injuries. they're on the same level. Uh, no, I think Pato's I, I, beneath 
Yeah. Fernando Torres. Fernando Torres won two Euro Cups, a World Cup, and at least one Champions League yep. that I can remember. Mm-hmm. And I don't. Did he ever win La Liga too? Did he? With no. He did win. No. No. I, no. I don't think he Madrid did. Madrid and Barca were taking it. No, that's when they. Yeah, the reign of Barca and Madrid was during they took the time it in, he was uh, fifteen or fourteen. He mm. was there then. He yeah. was there at that. He was there during that time. It, it was but sometime. Yeah. Mad respect to Fernando Torres. Um, because Pato, as great as he was and as electrifying as he was for Milan, he did it in his very early years. He did it for career. like two years, and yeah. that was it. That, you know, it's for Fernando Torres, he did it. It wasn't just like between 19 and 23. It was between 17, 16 to like 24, 25. Yeah. So. Like he did it when he was younger. He captained Atletico Madrid at 19. Uh, and then he continued that into into Liverpool, and at Liverpool he was amazing. And then his last season there, I believe that's when he got hurt, and that's just everything kind of went to shit after that. Mm. Honestly, playing wise, he wasn't on the same level. He was still there and contributing, but he wasn't the Fernando Torres old. Yeah, and it's just okay. it's so funny how all the players that we've talked about <laughs> they have had some sort of problem. Would you take yeah. him over Drogba? No. Okay. Good. But that's also me with some bias. Bias. But I I would take Prime. If I had to, okay, then the mm. reason why I cho- uh, I would choose Drogba is because he's a cup final player. Yeah. He's, he's, hold he's, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, bro. You can't let that go. You just said Fernando Torres is not a cup player who won the I'm Euro Cup okay, at no, the no, end no, of the no, game no, and no. won... The Champions League. I'm not with saying Chelsea. no. But that's you're not. You, no, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not <laughs> saying that Fernando Torres isn't a Cup final player. But I'm telling you that Drogba will score in every single final yeah. he play. That's that's why. Fair I'm enough. not saying that Fernando Torres won't. He could and he did. Like you mentioned, he contributed. He won the header. But uh, Drogba put it away. So that's that's why I would take him. I still rank Fernando Torres as one of the icons of the game and one of the icons and legends of the EPL. But me personally, I do rate Drogba higher than him. That is me being a little biased, but I do kind of want to believe that he had uh, a more successful career. Now, another thing to note is that Drogba, unlike Fernando Torres, uh, didn't sign a professional contract until he was 21 years old, I believe. Or 19 mm. or 21, something like that. Mm-hmm. So he kind of did start his career a little later. So that's another thing there, too. But Fernando Torres, that's huge legend too. of the game. That's it a is. huge factor. It's a huge because factor. Because Drogba developed in Chelsea Academies. God knows what he, he could have Who been. knows exactly, but he yeah. you know, he developed in yeah. uh, in France is where he got his, uh, his start. But who knows? Well, after that great round of breaking rules because <laughs> we had originally started with two players and then drifted on into multiple of we our just, own we have players. So, it's hard to pick just one or two, man. Honestly, really it is. Hard. Every single player that you guys mentioned is a player that has gone through my head within like the last like two hours. They're just like players that I think about. You know, when you asked me that question, I, I, you know, obviously Ronaldinho came in my head, Adriano came in my head, Kaka, like just the Brazilian team in general, but just we just love soccer here. We love soccer on the High on Soccer podcast, and we want to talk to you. So whenever you guys want to talk about a certain player, certain topic, just feel free to send us a message, a DM, or a yeah, comment on any of our posts, up. and we will be happy to talk with you. So 
with that being said, we sign off. See you guys next time. Catch you guys later. Thanks for being here.